Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Climate Diet, the podcast where I'm shedding the pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lisa Pettibone, and today I want to share with you an interview I recently did with Maria Konsoklu for a class I've been teaching on sustainable agriculture. Maria owns a restaurant of the same name, Maria, and she has a lot of interesting things to say about sustainability in food, as well as sharing her difficulties as a restaurateur in Berlin during our current corona reality. I chatted with Maria on Skype, so you'll hear some beeps and boops and the increasingly urgent calls for attention from her dog. Don't let that distract you too much from the really interesting things she has to say. Thanks also to CIEE, where I teach, for letting me share this with you outside the classroom. First, I would like you to introduce yourself, including telling me your last name, because I'm very afraid to pronounce it incorrectly. (laughs) Okay, so my name is uh, Maria Koimtsoglu, and uh, I founded uh, my business like nine years ago. So I started the business nine years ago. It used to be New Delhi Yoga, so uh, quite the first uh, yoga cafe. So I was um, giving classes, uh, so it was in the morning classes. Then I would open the shop at 10, uh, have like um, lunch and uh, brunch options um, would sell. And, uh, and then I would give another class in the evening. So that was the business concept and, and worked really well. Um, uh, in, in this time, I also like had a baby, um, Luz. She's now, um, yeah, eight and a half years old. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, yeah, so w- the, the whole thing started back then when uh, like New Delhi Yoga. So it was um, nine years ago. I had the approach like to give like a good food um, to people. So um, I was always like aiming for like um, ecological products and also like products where we didn't really have here in Germany back then. It was really like the superfoods, no? the, the boom of superfoods. And um, so I was bringing like um, smoothies, shakes uh, on the menu and like I had like bowls and stuff. And um, but then in the, in this uh, in the beginning um, in the mean in, in this process of um, having the New Delhi yoga, I started to acknowledge that, OK, it's maybe not cool like to import all this um, superfoods. Why don't I stick to the superfoods that we have here in Europe and also mostly in Germany? So with the big thing like chia seeds i was like hang on we do have the flax seeds in germany and in germany it's called the uh, the seed of the uh, the golden seed of the farmer in germany so no <laughs> and it's really really funny because uh, flax seeds are like um when when you look at it it's like uh, it's really common in, in in germany so everyone is taking flax seeds like a spoon of flax seeds uh, in the granola or in their muesli or in their shake, mm-hmm. and but I did forget about it because I um I was I was trapped with this whole marketing of like mm-hmm. healthy food, yeah. So um um yeah, it's 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 really stupid, but this is what I I, I saw as well um, that marketing has such a big effect on our brain. So I was rather buying like uh, chia seeds, which like imported from overseas, instead of buying the goods that we have in Germany. And then I said, okay, I have, um, as a business owner, 
um, I have a big responsibility, not only to my employees, but also to my customers and also to the environment. So um, this is where I start like ditching the uh, chia seeds, the maca powder, and the, um, the avocados. So I stopped buying avocados um, five years ago and also putting them on the menus. People would ask, why don't you have avocados? And um, back then my employee Mani, Mani Feuerriegel, who is also American and also Australian, and she loved the avocados, and she was mm -hmm. like, hey, let's do some art. And then she drew an avocado with a Mexican head, like with a sombrero, and, uh, and crying. <laughs> 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 and um, we actually, some of the people, because like uh, through social media, like got like, uh, we got rec recognition, and we got like in the newspapers of uh, Zeit magazine. Mm -hmm. And um, we were named after like deliciously Ella, which is from England, and her healthy like food and blah, blah, blah. And uh, they're saying like, wow, there's a restaurant in Berlin who ditched the avocados on purpose because someone says like avocado is a healthy good. So everyone needs to buy it and on demand. And I thought like, no, that's not good because like, why should we import? Why should we actually um, pay this intention um, in, uh, in this food? And um, and harm the environment. So I was like, no, this is not healthy. Healthy food is not only like the goods are healthy. Everything should around be also in a healthy way. And um, and now I changed the concept. I ditched the yoga because also with this um, whole yoga scene, I was um, fed with this. Because in the end of my um, business, um, New Delhi Yoga, I was teaching yoga for free. So the last. Uh, mm -hmm years of the New Delhi yoga, the yoga was for free and no one would believe that because everyone would say, why is it for free? And I was like, because I make the money of the food and I actually want to um, give the access to yoga to everyone. And that was also like, um, people would don't understand this. Why is something for free? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was punk enough to do this. And um, so I did. Yeah. And this is also like where I still have like um, my idea of food um, or healthy food uh, is not um, the idea of like harming the environment and everything um, around it besides this. Yeah. Thank you. That was a really great introduction to what you're into and what you do. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned healthy food a couple of times. Yeah. Is, is the term sustainability, is that something that is meaningful you for meaningful for you? Is that helpful for you? What, what does it mean to you? Yeah. So uh, first of all, sustainability. Yeah. What does it mean to me? Um, uh, we are kind of like pushed about like the whole marketing process on the market. Like sustainable is only when it's like put like an ecological stamp on it or everything is bio. For me, this is not really sustainable because even like all these big companies from a bio supermarket or health store, they have like their farms abroad. So are they really sustainable to me? Maybe not because they have to make their money. So um, I would say I try like to, to shop for my shop sustainable if I try to look around in, in my area. So this is for me sustainable enough if it's local, it's if it's local farms, yeah. Even if it does has no the um, ecological stamp on it, it's still sustainable, I would say. Okay, so sustainable for you means more local. 
yeah, it's than okay. necessarily having the organic label. Yeah. And one other thing that I find very interesting about your restaurant now, you've yeah. kind of switched the concept a little bit. Maybe you can speak more to this as well, is yeah. now it's called Maria and it's vegan yeah. comfort food. Yes. So how does the idea of vegan food fit into sustainability? Is this something that food has to be vegan to be sustainable or is this part of a more complex web of yeah. sustainability? It's a bit more complex for me because I'm a, as a vegetarian and it's easy for me like like to ditch the eggs or the cheese. Yeah, sometimes I need them, sometimes not. Um, and then I try um, actually to, to buy like um, local products who are um, uh, farmed here. Um, but if, I don't want like to push the people to become all vegan. This is like um, everyone has to decide uh, where they uh, go with their diet. But for now, now we have also this crisis and actually um, uh, the environment um, strikes back with all this, uh, like, I don't know, climate changes, all the, the virus. No one actually knows where the virus is from. People say, like, oh, it's about the mass um, um, meat production. And uh, I don't know who, who to claim about this. Um, but uh, with the concept, Maria, I, I thought, okay, we comfort food what is it is yeah okay it's chicken chicken nuggets or what can we actually try to do this in a way that we don't harm the environment as badly as we did in the past so that's why i uh, decided to, to cook only vegan now and also like simple vegan so it, it don't, don't needs to be like um i don't know yeah exaggerating in the in the in the way of cooking um yeah, I mean, like nutritional yeast, we have this in Germany as well. We don't import this. So this is like super easy. Like, And if you know a little bit about cooking, so you can find a way. It's more like more like a, a passion. So you, you give all your like knowledge, what you actually learn in the kitchen with meat. And then you just like adapt it into to a vegan um, cooking. Yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. So for I think um, a lot of my students lived in Berlin for a while, but some of them have never been to Berlin. So mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's ever been to your restaurant. Could you oh. talk a little bit about what are some of the most popular items that, that you sell right now so they can get a sense of, of yeah. what is this comfort food you sell? Yeah. So what is the comfort food? Um, for me, it is um, like, of course, we have like all this like American uh, food because Germany don't really has comfort food. Yeah. So the, the history of Germany's comfort food, it would be Spätzle with lentils, which comes from um, um, here, Schwabia. Yeah. So over Bavaria. Um, okay. But then the, because they have um, animals, so they would put a sausage on it. For me, I don't actually need like um, to put a sausage on that, like a tofu sausage. Like to, what, what I think like changing a diet or living a certain diet doesn't mean like you have to make it taste like um, the original. So what we sell in the restaurant is kind of like it's all like it's kind of like more fusion food. I have also like classical dishes that I veganized, but. Um, it's really like, um, it's not a struggle, but it's like a, a daily challenge, I would say, and in a positive way, because I can be more creative. And so I put like dishes um, on the menu, like, 
I have the spätzle, of course, yes. But I, I, um, we have now a lot of spinach right now in Germany. So I, mm -hmm. I bought a box of spinach and then I made the spätzle out of uh, chickpea flour to bring the protein into, onto the plate. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, give like the caramelized onion, which is going like to the meat um, taste, like to bring the umami on the plate. And then I use like apples. We have a lot of apples in Berlin and also in Germany and, and, and mix it with, uh, mix it with the spinach and this is one one dish then i have like the dish this is an, an oyster mushrooms we are also rich in mushrooms in germany which is really good for us and um there i call it the schnitzel schnitzel is not a german um, dish it's uh, um, typical from austria uh, because and that's really interesting um there would um what was this uh, idea of schnitzel it was the meat was uh, rotten and so they bred it <laughs> <laughs> they fried it and so the schnitzel becomes schnitzel so it had like a taste no um well our mushrooms are not rotten they are really tasty and we bring like just simple potato mash we make a gravy out of onions and a miso paste so um and add like a fresh uh, bunch of spinach to it just simple i just cook simple uh no any like uh, sometimes you think like oh i miss this item in the kitchen i don't have this herb yeah it's fine just cook cook and everything will come and and you will like um set up a, a beautiful dish and simple and good yeah simple i think that's a nice uh keyword i yeah. can say i was there a few days ago i had the oyster mushroom schnitzel yeah. and i thought it was delicious yeah i also my husband has said i must tell you um our son had the meatballs yeah and after literally every bite that he took he went yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. and that's so yeah, and that's so really funny talking about the meatballs. I had like the meatballs for dinner last night and I was saying like, that's good. It's it's vegetable. It don't need to taste like meat. And of course, it looks like the, the vegan meatballs because we are, yeah, well, in our history, it is like the first um, dish. It was like meatballs, like the, the Swedish people would uh, cook it with meat because they have cows. Yeah, so they, they would not like, I add to my meatballs rice, cauliflower, meatballs. <laughs> And that's my dog, I'm sorry. And um, so I had it yesterday as well. And I have to say, it tastes like a good composition of vegetables. Yeah. And not meat at all. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very good. And I mean, for me, back when I ate meatballs, real yeah. meat meatballs, yeah. what I thought was delicious was the spice. It wasn't yeah. meat anyway. Yeah. So that's something that I found is very easy to find non this is, point. this is a good point this is actually for me as well like back in the day with like eating like meat and um it was always only the spice and to a vegetable you don't need really like to spice it up because it has to taste like vegetable so and rice is really plain in the taste of course i give like the mushroom and the onions and i give like some um smoked paprika and stuff um and there i i make it like to taste more like uh, the, the enhancer is more like to lift the dish like to bring the vegetable more up and the mm -hmm. meat for meat if you just compare like even like how you chew the meat makes no sense to me anymore yeah it's like so um this is what i actually said to my employee yesterday it's like so old-fashioned nowadays everything is like we're not analog anymore yeah we live in a digital world why don't we like actually act like this also in our behavior of um 
eating, yeah? Why mm-hmm. don't you become? I thought now with the coronavirus, my, my shop will boom, yeah? Everyone would like uh, change and they will actually eat more um, vegetables and stuff. No. <laughs> People eating now more meat, I reckon, than in the past. That was actually, that was my next question is what, um, well, on one side, what changes have you made because of coronavirus? And on the other side, how have you been affected by coronavirus? Yeah, well, with uh, Maria, so the concept of Maria is only one year old, now exactly one year old. Um, So we would have like customers that know us from New Delhi Yoga. So like returners and then we we get like new customers, but they only we got recognition from like newspapers and stuff. And this is like now dead because all these customers are live now in Charlottenburg, which is like a different district or like everywhere else. And they're not coming back. So they're not returners in the end. Mm. And uh, this is what is missing us. And also uh, the tourism, definitely. So um, no one is here. And. To be honest, like the Berliners, I mean, we both live uh, in Berlin and Kreuzberg. Um, we know like the parts, if you like walk like at the canal, everything is full of rubbish, of pizza cartons, of like um, burgers. Like, I don't know how people like can still like eating, have this idea of burger is really it's really delicious. And in the end, they pay for a burger, eight euros. And then they pay in, in my restaurant for a cooked fully meal, 12 euros. Mm, I would say they make a bad deal with this, you know. And like as a burger, no one sits there and makes the patties themselves. They buy it all. You know, this is all convenience food. And um, yeah, we, we're, we're making a big loss. Right now, we're doing only 10% of our um, daily profit. And that is hundred of bucks. That's not. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen, um, I mean, you've talked a, a little bit about how you buy your food. Has mm-hmm. that changed at all with Corona? No, no. Uh, what I did like, and this is like the good part in like in the vegan or vegetarian kitchen, you can like prep your meals and then pop them out of the freezer and then like, um, recook them and make them like um, nicely. Like, of course, the fresh spinach is not like prepped. This is what I add, um, but I can like uh, freeze it and then uh, take it out and it's still like crispy and um, beautiful green. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, luckily I don't have a big loss than the other restaurants, yeah. Yeah. Like, in um, I mean, yeah. Well, and one thing that I've read a lot about, I don't know if you can, Mm-hmm. speak to this as a restaurant owner, but um, that with Corona, since restaurants are selling so much less food yeah. that um, the the farmers and the producers yeah. that are selling them the food are having yeah. trouble. I, I know uh, what you're referring to. Yes, this is also what I saw in um, in the in the big shops where we uh, restaurant owners uh, are buying. There's more produce uh, left uh, over. And even like we have like in Berlin, this tafel. So um the Tafel is an organization who, like, um, uh, how you say, donates all the food that is uh, left in the supermarkets uh, to um, homeless people or, like, uh, other institutions to cook. Kind of it. like a food bank for Americans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and they have too much uh, produce um, that uh, and not even the tafel can uh, use all these vegetables, you know, to cook for the homeless people. We and yesterday the police um, stopped by my shop and they were talking. They're like, they said to me, it's really shite, no? So it's really shit right now the situation. I said, yeah. And then he said, even like we have like in Berlin 
this thing that um, homeless people or like people who are not really like um, have a lot of money, they're like um, um, discarding the bottles and, and then bringing the, the deposit for this. And then he said, even those people earning less money now because um, we don't sell anymore like enough bottles, you know, mm. what people are drinking outside at the canal is wine bottles, but for a wine bottle, you don't get a deposit. So that's why we uh, increased more rubbish on the streets. Uh, we increased uh, poverty, actually more poverty than than before that we had. And Berlin has always the stamp, wie heißt es, sexy aber arm. And I think we're not sexy anymore. It's uh, we are really, really. I mean, I mean, this is actually we are not poor, yeah, in the way of like, but like Berlin is missing out um, a few. I don't know. The the government should like put the money more into like good things rather than into like uh, investment houses and sell all the beautiful houses that we have here. So it's a big sellout. Yeah, it's that's a completely different topic, but yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, also an important topic. Also an important yeah. topic. It's I'm yeah. also very interested in in housing um, and gentrification in Berlin. So that's why I don't want to get sucked down that yeah. rabbit hole because I yeah. could talk about it for a long time as well. Yeah. But I would like to end on a positive note. And I have one last question, which is, if if you could have one wish for the future, mm-hmm. what would you wish for? I would wish for not to go back before Corona. I would wish um, that we create now and to see the crisis as a chance and also like um, give more like, I don't know, um, support more like uh, businesses that have like... Uh, and more like a new idea of thinking, you know, like, as you said, like about the food and agriculture and everything, like, why do we still give the marketing into this uh, meat production? Why is it like pushed? Like, why do we actually put like the, the, the money into a burger, for instance, or like into a schnitzel um, uh, advertisement? Why don't we actually make the vegetable, which we have here, and we, we are rich in all those uh, products, why don't we push this more? And like, um, I don't know, go into schools, try to like uh, educate like the kids in, 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 a, in a vegetarian or vegan cooking. Why don't we uh, try to educate more or, um, yeah, the, the, the way of ecological doesn't mean always to be like expensive. Yeah, it's the way how the people, uh, they want, I think the greediness, people have to stop being so greedy, you know, and this uh, about like market and like, I want like actually to dump the prices to make more money. This capitalistic system has to stop for now. I mean, like it's been like for years and years and years. And now we have to decide, nein, it's an end, you know. And people also like say like, yeah, climate uh, change and everything. But no one is actually doing anything. Of course, yeah, we have like demonstrations and we try to do. But the politics, nee. They push like all the money into the um, industry of uh, the car industry and stuff. Stop all this crap, you know, like um, don't go back into people think like before Corona, they always say, here, I wish it could be normal again. But that was not normal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was not normal, like uh, in the world we, we used to live, I think. Now I think it's more normal because now we actually go back and think like, hang on what is going on like the last 10 years in my, what did I do in the last 10 years? What, was I so blind? Yes, you 
everyone was so blind. I was also blind, you know, and um, to, yeah, um, what, what do I want to say? Yeah, it's, it's really complicated, but um, I would like um, that we start, um, start a revolution, yeah, uh, um, and a revolution of thinking also and also behavior and, um, and also in, in buying goods and also in farming goods and everything. So, and it sounds like particularly with that revolution that you would want a revolution that empowers small mm -hmm. farmers, that empowers mm -hmm. vegetable farmers, that empowers mm -hmm. people who cook and prepare vegetables yeah. over large meat producers. Yeah. Yes. And that the, the government needs to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. The politics needs to push all this and, uh, uh, and not uh, only like in the end, if we have money, yeah. But we can't eat the fucking stupid money. And also what I always say to, to all my friends, money don't belongs to us. We only like borrowing the fucking money from the government. And no one understands this. People like think, well, this is my money and I can buy everything with my money. But hey, the truth is money don't belongs to any human on this, on this earth. Maybe to Bill Gates. Not even him. Not even yeah. him. This is like... Who actually invented the idea of money and also, and then, yeah, well, this is getting complicated. I know. Yeah. But I would actually wish like a green, um, a gre more greener politics, uh, politicians, and uh, also uh, a greener way of thinking. Like everything, what is like sustainable, it's um, more, um, how do you say, he um, has this. Um, um, more interesting it's more new you know it's uh, um um uh, updated you know everything what we used to live it's like years and years old the idea yeah so yeah fresh ideas fresh ideas sounds good yeah well thank you thank you very very much for taking the time what's giving me hope this week news about the oil industry's demise most recently in an article in sierra club magazine there, Nick Cunningham writes that global oil consumption is down 30%. Quote, the largest and fastest decline in the history of oil. He speculates on what this means for the future of the fossil fuel industry, arguing that while it may lead to more consolidation, basically the tiny firms getting bought up by Shell and ExxonMobil, it's very possible that this may represent the peak for oil use. So I've been thinking a lot about whether Corona is a good thing or a bad thing, mostly to defend my hopefulness against climate writers who keep saying, don't call Corona good for the climate. And I've come up with this. It's an opportunity. When we look back on 2020 in 10, 20, 30 years, we might have to admit that we did everything wrong. But we might also see that we used this crisis to turn the ship around. And that comes down to our choices right now. Yes, I get that we aren't all equally responsible for the climate crisis, and we don't all have the same level of access, power, and money. But we all have agency, which gives us the ability to put our actions on the side of the good and the just.
whether that means adding your voice to climate Twitter or just dog walking for a neighbor, what you do matters. So make sure you're proud of it. This podcast is a labor of love and you can show me you care by telling me why you listen at lisa at myclimatediet.org. Thanks to David from Quince for letting me use his wonderful music. And if you want to stay up to date, follow me on Twitter at Lisa Pettibone. And don't forget to rate My Climate Diet on Apple Podcasts. That makes it easier for other people to find me and start their own climate diet. Because if everyone went on a climate diet, it wouldn't be the end of the world.